0: About anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the hour of intercession. I am Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 16, beginning at verse 16. Now it happened. As we went to prayer, that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us, who brought her master's much profit by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, And he came out that very hour. But when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. And they brought them to the magistrates and said, These men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city, and they teach customs which are not lawful for us, being Romans, to receive or observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. But when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison was sh- prison were shaken, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice, saying. Do yourself no harm for we are all here. Then he called for light, ran in and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas, and he brought them out and said, "Sirs, what must I do to be saved?" So they said, "Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household." Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all who were in his house. And he took and he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. Immediately, he and all his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into the house, he set food before them and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. Verses 16 through 34, Acts chapter 16. Father, we thank you once again for your word. Thank you for the power and the grace of your word. Thank you for wonderful stories of your supernatural hand intervening, such as in this powerful Uh, instance in Scripture where we see your, your hand moving wonderfully. Father, help us to know, Lord, that we, your servants, are simply to be about your business every day, living a life of love, living a lifestyle of sharing the gospel, a lifestyle of making disciples, a lifestyle of living in such a way that our lives, our words, our actions, our attitude, the things we say, the things we do, point the world to the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, touch us, fill us anew with your Spirit, stir us more and more to be vessels that are fully available to be used by you in wonderful ways like these and others continually. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer, and he's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Our Father in heaven, we're so thankful that we can come to you today, that we have your listening ear, that you have set your affection on us. Father, we bring our nation to you, God. Uh, you see it uh, sparring out of control, it seems like, it seems like to us, but we know that you're well aware of, of everything. And God, we pray that you would step in, and that you would send revival here in America, not because we deserve it, Father, but because you're a merciful God. So we pray that you would do a mighty work in this nation. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. I want to remind you my email once again, joseph at AFR.net. Again, that's joseph at AFR.net. And we've been encouraged about the good response we've gotten from listeners who are uh, emailing us and asking for some of the reference articles, the uh, resource articles we provide. Uh, Some of them uh, that deal with prayer, discipleship, different topics. That's what they're for. They're meant to be tools for evangelism and discipleship for you to use with you in your own life and and with your own discipling of your family. But also they're meant to be forwarded and shared with co-workers and fellow church members. Also uh, with extended family members, uh, saved and unsaved individuals as well. That's a part of what they're for. So we're glad to I'll Share them with you when different uh, different listeners email us and ask for them. And once you get them, use them yourself, you and your family, but please pass them on, forward them, share them, make hard copies because they're great tools to use for continuing to do the wonderful work of evangelism, discipleship, and building God's kingdom. I want to take bef- take a moment before we get into reading through the Word. I want to share an article entitled, The Bible, About." Autobio- Autobiography of God. Again, the Bible, Autobiography of God. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Again, Genesis 1, 1 and 2. Then John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Again, John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. And then finally, Psalm 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Again, Psalm 119, verse 105. The Bible is the book of all books. It's the only book in the world authored by God. He used around 40 or so secretaries or scribes to write it, but it is his book. The Bible is many things. Amongst other things, it is an autobiography. It's a book by God about himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Everything in God's word points to him. From Genesis to Revelation, it all points the world to him. The, the God who is love. The God who is almighty. The creator of the universe, the God who is king of kings and Lord of lords. God's word is the best-selling book in the world by far. It's the best-selling book every year, and it's the most read book in the whole world. It seems that the one book in the world authored by the creator of the universe, a book by him about him, should be the best-seller in the world. How is the Bible an autobiography? Considering consider the following truths. God is the Father, Jehovah. He is the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is also the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. The Lord Jesus Christ is the Word of God. John chapter 1 verse 1. Every word in the Word of God is Jesus, and he is found in every word. Also, you find Christ in every book of the Bible. From Genesis to Revelation, Christ is in every book. Each book is the mind of Christ, the counsel of Christ, the wisdom of Christ, and the heart of Christ. So the whole Bible is about the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Lord Jesus Christ and God the Father are one, John chapter 10, verse 30. Consider the following. Genesis is the first book in the Bible. God introduces himself in Genesis. Genesis is 50 chapters. It contains four key events creation, the fall, the flood and the scattering of nations. It also tells about the it also tells us about four key characters in Genesis: Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. Early in Genesis, we learn that God calls his people to trust him and to live by faith in him and in his word. This message continues throughout the rest of the Bible in the other 6 the rest of the 65 books, the other 65 books. The just shall live by faith. When men and women trust and obey God, they are blessed as a result. When they disobey him and choose not to trust him, they always lose. What then is faith? Faith is trusting and believing God and his word. And from Genesis to Revelation, God rewards those who trust him, trust him and his word. And he judges those who choose not to trust him. So the Bible is truly the autobiography of God. In it, we come to know God, his wisdom, and his ways, and his character. Wise people will come to know Christ and will become diligent, faithful students of his word. Today is a good day to start on the journey into his word. That is the journey to get to know your God, your Heavenly Father. If you'd like to know Jesus Christ personally and would like to invite him into your heart, you can pray this or a similar prayer in order to make that step. Lord Jesus... I believe you are the Son of God. I recognize that I've sinned and done wrong. Forgive me of all the wrong I've done. I do believe that you died on the cross to pay for my sins. And I believe that three days later, you rose from the dead so that I could be saved. Thank you, Lord, for loving me enough to die for me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Become my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you want me to be. You said in your word, that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord Jesus, save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. And I now confess I am a child of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Eleven excellent reasons to read the Word of God every day. Number one, it tells you how to be genuinely saved and how to grow up in your faith. John 3.16, Psalm 13. Psalm 119, verse 105, Romans 12, 1 and 2, and Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Number two, it gives you clear guidance and direction for, for for your life. Psalm 119, verse 105. Number three, the Word of God empowers your prayer life. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Number four, the Word of God sharpens your ability to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit more clearly in your life. 1 Corinthians 1, 5. Number five, the Word of God menaces to your mind, body, and spirit. Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. The Word of God helps you maintain your mental health. According to Dr. Paul Meyer, one of the most productive habits in all of life is that of reading the Word of God every day. And Proverbs chapter 4. Number seven, God's Word increases the anointing on every area of your life. 1 Corinthians 1, 5. Number eight, The Word of God increases your wisdom in every area of your life, Proverbs 1 through 4. Number nine, it enhances your intellect and your personality. The Word of God can literally increase your IQ, 1 Corinthians 1, 5. And number 10, reading God's Word daily pours grace, peace, joy into your spirit, your mind, and your life, 2 Corinthians 1 and 2, 1 Timothy 1 and 2, and 2 Timothy 1, 2. Number 11, in direct statement or principle, God's Word gives you guidance and or direction about every issue or topic in life. Psalm 119, verse 10. Again, the title of that article is The Bible, Autobiography of God. If you'd like to get a copy, simply email us at joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to share it with you. Again, the title of the article The Bible, Autobiography of God. Again, my email, joseph at afr.net. Thank you again, Father, for the wonderful and the powerful and the blessed gift of your word. Father, do a mighty work in the heart of every listener. Stir us more and more to recognize how important it is for us to daily open your word and spend time one-on-one with you as you speak words of wisdom, words of blessing, words of grace, words of power into our lives. And help us more and more to recognize what a powerful weapon your word is for us. And we're wise to put that wonderful weapon to work each and every day. Help us to be diligent to get into your word. Help us to be wise enough to read no less than three chapters every day. And help us, Lord, as parents and grandparents to be wise enough to teach, train, guide, and help our children to read your word and consume it every single day so that they too will greatly benefit from the wonderful benefits of reading and consuming your word each and every day. We thank and praise you for it. In Jesus' name we do pray, amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back.
1: How sweet the sound that sings
0: Chris Tomlin amazing grace. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We continue now reading through the Word of God as we pick up in the book of Numbers, chapter 33, beginning at verse 10. They moved from Elam and camped by the Red Sea. They moved from the Red Sea and camped in the wilderness of Sin. They journeyed from the wilderness of Sin and camped in Dophka. They departed from Dophka and camped at Alush. They departed from Alush and camped at Rephidim where they, where there was no water for the people to drink. They departed from Rephidim and camped in the wilderness of Sinai. They moved from the wilderness of Sinai and camped at Kibroth-Hateveah. They departed from Kibroth-Hateveah and camped at Hazeroth. They departed from Hazaroth and camped at Rithma. Ritma. They departed from Rithma and camped at Rimen Perez. They departed from Rimen Perez and camped at Libna. They moved from Libna and camped at Risa. They journeyed from Risa and camped at Kehelathah. They went from Kehelathah and camped at Mount Shefer. They moved from Mount Shephra and camped at Harada. They moved from Harada and camped at Makhaloth. They moved from Makhaloth and camped at Tehath. They departed from Tehath and camped at Terra. They moved from Terra and camped at Mithka. They went from Mithka and camped at Hashmona. They departed from Hashmona and camped at Mazaroth. They departed from Mazaroth and camped at Bene Jayakon. They moved from Bene Jayakon and camped at Hor, Hig- excuse me, at Hor Haggadah. They went from Hor Haggadah and camped at jotbatha They moved from Jatbatha and camped at Abranah. They departed from Abranah and camped at Ezion Geber. They moved from Ezion Geber and camped in the wilderness of Zin, which is Kadesh. They moved from Kadesh and camped at Mount Hor on the boundary of the land of Edom. Then Aaron the priest went up to Mount Hor at the command of the Lord and died there in the fortieth year after the children of Israel had come out of the land of Egypt on the first day of the fifth month. Aaron was one hundred and twenty-three years old when he died on Mount Hor. Now the king of Arad, the Canaanite who dwelt in the south in the land of Canaan, heard of the coming of the children of Israel. So they departed from Mount Hor and camped at Zalmona. They departed from Zalmona and camped at Punan. They departed from Punan and camped at Oboth. They departed from Oboth and camped at Ija-Abarim, at the border of Moab. They departed from Ijim and camped at Dibon-Gad. They moved from Dibon-Gad and camped at Almon diblathom And they moved from Almon Diblatham and camped in the mountains of Ebarim before Nebo. They departed from the mountains of Ebarim and camped in the plains of Moab by the jordan Across from Jericho. They camped by the Jordan from Beth Jessimoth as far as Abel Acacia Grove in the plains of Moab. Now the Lord spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan, across from Jericho, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and say to them, When you have crossed the Jordan into the land of Canaan, then you shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you. Destroy all their engraved stones, destroy all their molded images, and demolish all their high places. You shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land and dwell in it, for I have given you the land to possess. And you shall divide the land by lot as an inheritance among your families. To the larger you shall give a larger inheritance. And to the smaller you shall give a smaller inheritance. There everyone's inheritance shall be whatever falls to him by lot. You shall inherit according to the tribes of your fathers. But if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then it shall be that those whom you let remain shall be irritants in your eyes and thorns in your sides, and they shall harass you in the land where you dwell. Moreover, it shall be that I will do to you as I thought to do to them. Numbers chapter 34. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Command the children of Israel, and say to them, When you come into the land of Canaan, this is the land that shall fall to you as an inheritance, the land of Canaan to its boundaries. Your southern border shall be from the wilderness of Zen along the border of Edom. Then your southern border shall extend eastward to the end of the Salt Sea. Your border, your border shall turn from the southern side of the ascent of Akrabim, continue to Zen, and be on the south of Kadesh Barnea. Then it shall go on to Hazar Adar and continue to Azmon. The border shall turn from Asmon to the brook of Egypt, and it shall end at the sea. As for the western border, you shall have the great sea for a border. This shall be your western border, and this shall be your northern border. From the great sea you shall mark out your border, line to Mount Hor. From Mount Hor you shall mark out your border to the entrance of Hamath, then the direction of the border shall be toward Zedad. The border shall proceed to Ziphron and it shall end at Hazar-Enan. This shall be your northern border. You shall mark out your eastern border from Hazar-Enan to Shepham. The border shall go down from Shep-Shepham to Riblah on the east side of Aen. The border shall shall go down and reach to the eastern side of the Sea of Chenareth. The border shall go down along the Jordan, and it shall end at the Salt Sea. This shall be your land with its surrounding boundaries. Then Moses commanded the children of Israel, saying, This is the land which you shall inherit by lot, which the Lord has commanded to give to the nine tribes and to the half-tribe, For the tribe of the children of Reuben, according to the house of their fathers, and the tribe of the children of Gad, according to the house of their fathers, have received their inheritance, and the half-tribe of Manasseh has received its inheritance. The two tribes and the half-tribe have received their inheritance on this side of the Jordan, across from Jericho, eastward toward the sunrise. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, these are the names of the men who shall divide the land among you as an inheritance. Eliezer the priest and Joshua the son of Nun. And you shall take one leader of every tribe to divide the land for the inheritance. These are the names of the men. From the tribe of Judah, Caleb the son of Jephune, From the tribe of the children of Simeon, Shemuel the son of Amihud, from the tribe of Benjamin, Elidad, the son of Chislon, a leader from the tribe of the children of Dan, Bukai, the son of Jogli, from the sons of Joseph, a leader from the tribe of the children of Manasseh, Haniel, the son of Ephod, and a leader from the tribe of the children of Ephraim, Chemuel, the son of Shiftan a leader from the tribe of the children of Zebulun, Elizaphan, the son of Parnach, a leader from the tribe of the children of Issachar, Paltiel, the son of Azan. a leader from the tribe of the children of Asher, Ahihud, the son of Shalomai, and a leader from the tribe of the children of Naphtali, Padahel, the son of Amihud, These are the ones the Lord commanded to divide the inheritance among the children of Israel in the land of Canaan. Numbers chapter 35. And the Lord spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho, saying, Command the children of Israel that they give the Levites cities to dwell in from the inheritance of their possession. And you shall also give the Levites common land around the cities. They shall have the cities to dwell in, and their common land shall be for their cattle, for their herds, and for all their animals. The common land of the cities which you will give the Levites shall extend from the wall of the city outward a thousand cubits all around, and you shall measure outside the city on the east side. 2,000 cubits on the south side, 2,000 cubits on the west side, 2,000 cubits and on the north side, 2,000 cubits. The city shall be in the middle. This shall belong to them as common land for the cities. Now among the cities, which you will give to the Levites, you shall appoint six cities of refuge to which a manslayer may flee and to these you shall add 42 cities so all the cities you will give to the levites shall be 48 these shall give their common these shall give excuse me these you shall give with their common land and the cities which you will give shall be from the possession of the children of israel from the larger tribe you shall give many from the smaller you shall give few Each shall give some of its cities to the Levites in proportion to the inheritance that each receives. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When you cross the Jordan into the land of Canaan, then you shall appoint cities to be cities of refuge for you, that the manslayer who kills any person accidentally may flee there. They shall be cities of refuge for you from the avenger, that the manslayer may not die until he stands before the congregation in judgment. And of the cities which you give, you shall have six cities of refuge. You shall appoint three cities on this side of the Jordan and three cities you shall appoint in the land of Canaan, which will be cities of refuge. These six cities shall be for refuge For the children of Israel, for the stranger, and for the sojourner among them, that anyone who kills a person accidentally may flee there. But if he strikes him with an iron implement so that he dies, he is a murderer. The murderer shall surely be put to death. And if he strikes him with a stone in the hand by which one could die, and he does die, he is a murderer. The murderer shall surely be put to death. Or if he strikes him with a wooden hand weapon by which one could die, and he does die, he is a murderer. The murderer shall surely be put to death. The avenger of blood himself shall put the murderer to death. When he meets him, he shall put him to death. If he pushes him out of hatred or while lying in wait, Hurls something at him so that he dies, or in enmity he strikes him with his hand so that he dies. The one who struck him, the one who struck him, shall surely be put to death. He is a murderer. The avenger of blood shall put the murderer to death when he meets him. However, if he pushes him suddenly without enmity, or throws anything at him without lying in wait, or uses a stone by which a man could die, throwing it at him without seeing him, so that he dies while he was not his enemy or seeking his harm. Then the congregation shall judge between the manslayer and the avenger of blood according to these judgments. So the congregation shall deliver the manslayer from the hand of the avenger of blood, and the congregation shall return him to the city of refuge where he had fled and he shall remain there until the death of the high priest who was anointed with the holy oil. But if the manslayer at any time goes outside the city limits, goes outside the limits of the city of refuge where he fled, and the avenger of blood finds him outside the limits of his city of refuge, and the avenger of blood kills the manslayer, he shall not be guilty of blood because he should have remained In his city of refuge until the death of the high priest But after the death of the high priest The manslayer may return to the land of his possession And these things shall be a statute of judgment to you Throughout your generations in all your dwellings Verses 1 through 29 Numbers chapter 35 You're listening to the Hour of Intercession As we continue reading through the word of God We'll be back.
1: But do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting? It good that we remind ourselves of this it is. is anyone worthy Is anyone whole Is anyone
0: Drew Peterson with Is He Worthy? Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We continue now reading through the Word of God as we pick up in the New Testament. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, beginning at verse 1. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them, saying, There will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine just persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I found the peace which I lost." Likewise, I say to you, there's joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Then he said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion And ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight and am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But he was angry and would not go in, Therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I've been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time. And yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, Son, You are always with me, and all I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad, for your brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. Luke chapter 16. He also said to his disciples, There was a certain rich man who had a steward, and an accusation was brought to him that this man was wasting his goods. So he called him and said to him, What is this I hear about you? Give an account of your stewardship, for you can no longer be steward. Then the steward said within himself, What shall I do? For my master is taking the stewardship away from me. I cannot dig. I am ashamed to beg. I have resolved what to do, that when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses." So he called every one of his master's debtors to him and said to the first, How much do you owe my master? And he said, A hundred measures of oil. So he said to him, Take your bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. Then he said to another, And how much do you owe? So he said, A hundred measures of wheat. And he said to him, Take your bill and write eighty. So the master commended the unjust steward because he had dealt shrewdly. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in their generation than the sons of light. And I say to you, make friends for yourselves by unrighteous mammon that when you fail, but, excuse me, that when you fail, they may receive you into everlasting home, into an everlasting home. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one And love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Now the Pharisees, who were lovers of money, also heard all these things, and they derided him. And he said to them, You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God has been preached and everyone is pressing into it. And it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one tittle of the law to fail. Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery. And whoever marries her who is divorced from her husband commits adultery. There was a certain rich man, who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried, And being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things and likewise Lazarus' evil things. But now he is comforted, and you are tormented. And besides all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Then he said, I beg you therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers that he may testify to them lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. Luke chapter 17. Then he said to the disciples, It is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. It will be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. Verses one through four of Luke chapter 17. You've been listening to the hour of intercession as we've been reading through the word of God. And as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a great day. to to be saved. A great day to commit your heart and your life to the Lord. If you'd like to make that step, would you simply pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so, so very much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all the sins and wrong things I've done. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrongs I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things that I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my entire life. You said in your word, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, right now, today, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live for you all my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you just prayed that prayer, we're inviting you Please get in touch with us. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We want to share with you some literature, some resources, some information that's going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Our connecting with you is very, very important. So please do email us, again, joseph at afr, and we'll be glad to share that information. Those discipleship resources with you, again, joseph at afr.net. Also, if you'd like to get a copy of the article that we read earlier in the broadcast, the article entitled, The Bible, Autobiography of God. Again, same email, joseph at afr.net. And, of course, on an ongoing basis, when we shared articles, remember one of our goals is to put these resources in your hands so that you and your family can use them for your own discipleship and that of your family. But also, we're encouraging you to please forward them to any and all the Lord leads you to share them with, saved and unsaved co-workers, fellow church members, extended family members, saved and unsaved. Again, our goal is that we'll be co-workers, fellow workers in the kingdom of God, sharing the gospel and doing the work of discipleship and loving a world and sharing the truth of Jesus with a world that desperately needs to hear. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of intercession.